It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, 23rd. I'm Donald Ware. It's Takeaway Tuesday. And I'm going to tell you what, we got a whole lot to get to on today's program. And of course, on Takeaway Tuesday, we dive a little bit deeper into the previous week of football games. But not only that, I mean, there's a couple of games we're going to look at. We're obviously going to look at the Jackson State and Alabama State game. We'll uh, take a look momentarily may break down a little bit further the HBCU football polls meaning the media and the coaches polls but we really there's a whole lot going on like I got a took a lot away from that SWAC uh there was a SWAC media day or not media day SWAC uh coaches call or in this instance Zoom it happens every Monday and a lot to take away some exchange of words between some coaches and by the way some things that I didn't like during that particular session that I'm also going to talk about and not only am I going to talk about it a little bit today on Takeaway Tuesday I'm going to write about this and this should be up on our website uh, by sometime tomorrow so as you know by now Alabama State defeated Jackson State 35 to 28 in what was really a good football game a really really good football game Jackson State jumped out to the three to nothing lead Alabama State uh, came right back made it seven to three uh, then another field goal by Jackson State then Alabama State goes ahead 14 to six of safety and once Jackson State got that safety it started to propel Jackson State they get the safety then they score Jalen Jones to Corey Reed for 17 yards on the touchdown pass and then Jalen Jones on the three yard run that put Jackson State ahead 21 to 14. Then Alabama State comes right back. Ezra Gray, four-yard touchdown run, ties the game. Uh, then Jack, then Alabama State comes back again. Ezra Gray gets a 49-yard touchdown run to put Alabama State ahead 28 to 21 with 60-53 remaining in the game. Jalen Jones, a two-yard run, 129 remaining. 142 remaining, that is, uh, and Jackson State tied the game at 28 apiece. And if you're, if you're, uh, you know, Coach Sanders for Jackson State, you're thinking, man, I mean, do we go for this? Do we kick the field goal be, or the extra point? Because the extra point kicking has been shaky for Jackson State. They kicked the extra point and tied the game. Then on the ensuing kickoff, there was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against uh, Jackson State. Uh, and so that move that means Jackson State had to kick the ball off from its own 20. Ezra Gray returned the kickoff 29 yards to the 50, okay? Then on the next possession, Jackson uh, Ezra Gray gets the football, leaves Jackson State in the dust for 50 yards and ultimately making the score 35-28. to 28. Jackson State had another opportunity to try to move the ball with 129 remaining. And Jones throws an interception, and it sealed the victory for Alabama State. Uh, and Ezra Gray was absolutely fantastic in this football game. I mean, absolutely fantastic. To the point, of course, he was named the Box to Row National Player of the Week for his exploits in this football game, um, which were tremendous. He got it done, had 299 yards. Uh, a multi-purpose yards, carry the ball 23 times, 193 yards, three touchdowns, rushing return, four kicks 
for 92 yards, including that big one for 29 yards, and then had the two or two passes he caught for 14 yards in the ball game. But not only that about Ezra Gray. A lot of times, you know, we talk about what the players do on the field. This young man is absolutely tremendous off of the field. A lot of times you get recognized, you're like all swack academic or all cosida academic. Um, you know, he was up for the William V. Campbell Award, which is considered the academic Heisman. He was up uh, for that award. So generally, he's got a 4.0 average. So generally, those guys, they're great academic guys, but not foot, not necessarily great athletes or great football players in this instance. Well, Ezra Gray is all of those things. I mentioned the yardage uh, and what he was able to do. And then also he was, you know, he was all of these things. First team Cosida academic all district FCS ADA all academic Coca-Cola scholar athlete of the year. All of these great things for this young man who was absolutely uh, tremendous. So he was of course, the box to row national player of the week. So looking a little bit further in to this football game and, you know, I mentioned it and not, not again, not to toot my own horn, but I, I did say I've been wrong many times. Like I said, Jackson state was going to lose to Grambling and Jackson state beat Grambling. So if I can say that, then I can say that I believed that Alabama state was going to beat Jackson state in a close. I thought it would be a more of a low scoring game and maybe a game within three points. So I was wrong on that account. But I was right that I thought that Alabama State would beat Jackson State for a couple of reasons. I think, number one, you look at Donald Hill Ely as the head coach. He's been a head coach a long time. He's had, you know, three weeks really to prepare for this football game coming off that loss to Southern to open the season. So he had, they, they had, meaning uh, Alabama State had two weeks, really two weeks to prepare for that football game. So that's a lot of time. Jackson State, they had a lot of time to heal a lot of players that may have been injured. Jackson State has played back-to-back weeks, had already played three football games in four weeks. Uh, you know, that, co- that you know, coaching staff is a little bit newer, uh, right? So you look at it from a strategic standpoint, and Jackson State's coaching, or Alabama State's coaching staff has been uh, together. So I looked at it from that particular vantage point. I also said that Jackson State, or Alabama State, that is, would have to put some pressure, okay, on the quarterback, Jalen Jones. He's been way too comfortable in all three wins. Well, really, two of the wins. Mississippi Valley State put a little bit of pressure on him, but I think in that Jackson State uh, offensive line, which had been stout, uh, broke down a little bit. Um, I just think from all the pass rushing that, that offensive line saw the different schemes. Jalen Jones in this football game was sacked five times. He was sacked five times in this football game. Your quarterback gets sacked five times in a football game. It's going to be hard to kind of overcome that. And oh, by the way, he also threw two interceptions in the football game. So that is definitely hard to overcome. I thought, Alabama State did a really nice job, uh, a really nice job of putting some pressure ultimately on Jalen Jones, and that helped to be the recipe. Now, Jalen Jones was able to get out. He was able to run the football uh, a little bit, and ultimately, uh, but it wasn't enough because he, you know, he's actually forced to run the football because of the scheme that Alabama State presented. 
Donald Healy made a point. They said he, he on the press conference, the coaches call on yesterday. Uh, he said, hey, you know, we made it a point to slow Jones down. We wanted to isolate him, make him go east and west and heckle him. And that's exactly what Jackson or what Alabama State, excuse me, what Alabama State was ultimately able to do against Jackson State uh, and that, that offensive line of Jackson State and ultimately with respect to Jalen Jones. So that was uh, one of the football games that we wanted to take a look at and look at a little bit deeper uh, into that football game. The other game I wanted to take a little bit more of a deep dive into was the Arkansas Pine Bluff and Grambling game. Arkansas Pine Bluff wins that game 48 to 41. Now, I don't know if I, 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 I don't, I didn't have a prediction on this game. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't have a prediction, but that Arkansas Pine Bluff won this game. I, I think I am surprised that they were able to dominate this football game in the manner in which they did. Now, you look at Grambling, and not to make excuses for Grambling, they're going through some changes, lose their offensive coordinator, decided to give uh, to, uh, to, to retire uh, a couple of weeks ago. As a matter of fact, so there's some transitional things that Grambling is going through, and Grambling has been good under Fobbs for every year. They've never had a losing season, and, and it's tough. You're off to an 0-3 start. Right. So that's tough. That's not to take anything away from Pine Bluff, who is serious offensively. Skyler Perry completed 60 percent of his passes, 18 of 33, 46, four touchdowns through one interception in the football game. And oh, by the way, rushed for another 38 yards. He could have easily been the player of the week. I just think the magnitude of that game, the bigness of that game, Alabama State and Jackson State and what Ezra uh, Gray was able to do ultimately lent to him being named the player of the week. But this Arkansas Pine Bluff team is extremely serious. It's a serious football team, one to definitely be reckoned with. And um, so, listen, it's it's wide open. Prairie View A&M uh, still right now obviously is very, very good. So uh, the Panthers are going to have something to say about that. Can't wait for those two teams to get together, Prairie View A&M and Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, and that should be very, very interesting as well. Uh, taking a look briefly at the media and coaches polls uh, with the coaches, Alabama A&M at number one, also with the media, Alabama A&M at number one as well. But Arkansas Pine Bluff as um, number two with both the coaches and the media. So conference call. Uh Interestingly enough, um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, been some back and forth between Alabama State and um, Jackson State a little bit. Um, Alabama, Jackson State not happy with the accommodations. First of all, said they didn't get the allotted tickets that they were supposed to get for Jackson State people. Uh, they mentioned not getting on the conference call. Deion Sanders mentioned not getting any stats at halftime. He mentioned also bad accommodations in terms of the post-game presser. Um, but it was Donald Hill Ely who actually came on first. And, I mean, he gave all he, – he, he, you know. I mean, I think, I think at times it's but so much that when there's a lot going on and a lot of talk, I mean, I just think at times it's but so much you can take before you, you just kind of have to say what you got to say. And – 
you know, one of the things that he said, I think he was just, um, you know, there. and then there was also uh, Alabama State put up a, a, a picture of Dion after the, uh, his picture from his draft day after the game. So a lot was made uh, about that. He said, uh, meaning uh, Donald Hill, Illy, I don't control that. I just control, you know, what happens on the field. Uh, but, you know, he, he also mentioned um, apparently he – after the press conference, there may have been some words and uh, people may have taken it the way that it was going against Deion Sanders. Now, I don't know what Donald Hill Ely said was that uh, as they were walking back, some Jackson State fans were heckling um, Jackson, were, was heckling Alabama State, basically saying that HBCUs, or this is what Donald Hill Ely said, that HBCU coaches can't coach and all that kind of stuff. And I think Donald Hill Ely took that personally. And I would have taken it personally too. No question about that. He says, I don't take a lot of bull, right? And he also mentioned, but this is one of the other things he mentioned. He also said that he thought it was distasteful when you throw. He said, he didn't say 18. He said, when you have a team up by 40 points and you're still throwing the football, he thought that was distasteful. Now, he didn't mention Jackson State outright, but the only team that was up by 40 points this spring football season was Jackson. When they weren't up, by, well, they may, uh, may, may have been, but they were. They had 40 points, ultimately won 43-7 over Mississippi Valley State, was when that big margin, when Jackson State was still throwing the ball against Mississippi Valley State. He says you teach kids. Kids learn from that. That's one of the things he said. Now, when Deion Sanders came on for his uh, call on yesterday first thing he he didn't even you know the moderator didn't even have a chance to speak and say hey get, let's give your opening statement what Deion Sanders came on and said that he wasn't happy because uh, Jackson State didn't receive any halftime stats um, he said we get in essence he said we got to do better at HBCUs and you know it was just one of those things and I'll be honest with you like some of the things that Deion Sanders has said, says, as an HBCU person, as a proud Morgan State graduate who believes in excellence, uh, as we, you know, generally speaking, and of course we present Box to Row to you so that not only are you informed about HBCU sports, but that you also get an opinion from a host as it relates to HBCU sports. So it's not just information it's 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 thoughts it's a thought process right about it's opinionated okay that's what you get when you come to box to row when he says these things about you know it's almost like he feels like he's the messiah for hbcu sports he's got to be the one to uplift we got to do things a correct way in hbcu sports that type of thing and this what he said this week in part uh sort of rubbed me the wrong way some of the other comments that he's made has sort of rubbed me the, the wrong way as well, particularly as an HBCU person. HBCU has been around a long time. And after Deion Sanders is gone from Jackson State, HBCUs are going to be around a long time. And I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to put this. I have um, some thoughts, some more thoughts on this, um, that on Wednesday on our website at BoxToRow.com, you'll have a chance to read my Thoughts, okay. I'm gonna give you some thoughts about uh, the the about Deion Sanders and HBCUs 
Jackson State, et cetera. I, I, you know, I just have some thoughts that I'm going to share, and you will be able to read them on Wednesday on our website at boxtorow.com. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find us on our website, boxtorow.com. You can download or listen to the podcast also on Apple Podcasts as well as iHeartMedia.com. Talk with you tomorrow.